Next on BYU Sports Nation, Jeff Grimes is the guy, and now what? What do you think of what you've heard from the new play caller? Wayne Fowler stops by to chime in on BYU's new OC, and can BYU basketball keep up the defensive intensity? And Kyle Collinsworth is in the NBA. Details coming. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. What is up? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, December 19th. I am Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is harvesting maple syrup, so I'm joined by a man who is sleeping on Idaho State, Jason Shepard. Now, don't sleep on Idaho State. They're next. Look, here's the deal. I know the team can't sleep on them. I'm sleeping on them. <laughs> this is going to be a blowout. Okay? You are, you are napping I am, on Idaho State sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, Bengals. Uh, BYU's going to lay the beat down. Yeah. By the way, a few days ago, uh, one of the big fans of the show, Mark McCrady, who has served multiple tours in Afghanistan, gave us a royal gift uh, for the set. This is awesome. Gave us one of his, uh, his helmet, and uh, it's got the... Uh, the custom BYU logo in uh, Army colors. So we appreciate the, uh, the military swag, which is super cool. This has been to Kandahar, which is That's amazing, right? That's unbelievable. So we're going to put this proudly on the set. We appreciate uh, the service that Mark McCready has given us, the country, everyone involved uh, with that. So we really appreciate that. that. That is awesome. As I mentioned, some Kyle Collinsworth news, which leads off our BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. This just in, as of five minutes ago, the Dallas Mavericks have announced they have signed Kyle Collinsworth to a two-way contract. Collinsworth is averaging 11.4 points per game, 8.6 boards, and 4.8 assists in 18 games this season in the G League with the Texas Legends. A two-way contract allows Collinsworth to spend up to 45 days on the Mavericks roster this season. This is Collinsworth's second year in the G League. Collinsworth out of BYU has been playing really well, especially the last five to ten games. Increased his shooting percentage from three by 13%, 8% from two. Finally, he has broken into the league, BYU's first NBA player since Jimmer Fredette. Yeah, as you mentioned, he's really played well. And you wondered if the Mavericks were going to take notice. So to be able to get this news today... Congratulations to, to Kyle Collinsworth and to Shea and everything that this means as is, is he continues his career. What was holding Kyle Collinsworth out of the NBA was the fact that he wasn't a good shooter from the outside. So what he did is uh, he, he's, he's made 12 threes. He shot 43% from three. He's improved his shot. Rarely does the guy post-college improve his shot, but Kyle Collinsworth has one of the best work ethics we've seen here. I know a long time ago we played Big Deal, No Deal, and I said no deal with Kyle Collinsworth signing with the Mavs because he hadn't made the team. This is now a big deal to me, that he has made the roster. He has earned it. Congratulations to Kyle. And it's great to have another BYU player back in the NBA. Absolutely. Really There'll be a lot more eyes on Dallas Mavericks games from BYU fans for sure. Elijah Bryant is the WCC Player of the Week after a 29-point performance against Utah Saturday night. Bryant and the Cougars will be hosting Idaho State, who, by the way, have won four in a row that game Thursday night, 9 Eastern, on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
in pregame coverage at 8 Eastern with Jason Shepard. Thank you. Tomorrow's the beginning of the football early signing period. We will be live tomorrow at 6 Eastern time during our normal window for the rebroadcast, but it will be live Wednesday evening with head coach Kalani Satake to discuss the new signees. Traditionally, BYU assigned a couple of JUCO guys. It is very different. BYU is expecting to sign several guys tomorrow. We will break it all down with Coach Satake on the show tomorrow at 6 Eastern time. So we're live uh, at noon Eastern, live at 6 tomorrow. Double dose of live BYU Sports Nation. Nothing wrong with that. After a trip to the Sweet 16 and, unfortunately, a loss to Kentucky, BYU does finish ranked 9th in the final AVCA poll. It's good to be a top-10 team. BYU, six straight Sweet 16s. That is most excellent. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A first impression the second time. Jeff Grimes has returned to BYU after a three-year stint as offensive line coach here from 2004 to 2006. Now back at BYU after time at Colorado, Auburn, Virginia Tech, and LSU, Grimes is the play caller in year three of the Kalani Satake era. Saturday, he had his press conference. Yesterday, he joined us from Baton Rouge, which brings us to today's Twitter question. After hearing from Jeff Grimes, what is your impression now of the hire for BYU? That's our Twitter question today. Use the hashtag BYUSN, weigh in. We have some takeaways. We want to hear yours. Let's start with ours. Uh, his, his four goals. He came very prepared, by the way, to the press conference. He did. It wasn't like, hey, I'm happy to be here. This is great. Uh, what questions do you have? He had things he wanted to say, and he took, I don't know, 15 minutes to Yeah, before he even discuss. opened it to questions. Yeah. yeah, he went, he had things he wanted to discuss. And we'll get to those in a moment. His first four goals, okay, he said... One, he wants the best offensive staff that BYU's ever had. That's ambitious. I like it. Two, get to know the players. Three, get to know the recruits. Uh, yeah, because the signing day is uh, tomorrow. And four, get, to, get ready to beat Notre Dame because he's staying with LSU through the January 1st Citrus Bowl, uh, LSU versus Notre Dame. I like those goals. I like his ambition with the staff. He got to know a few of the players. He didn't get to meet everybody. They didn't have a meeting and meet with everybody. He wants to get to know the recruits. I imagine that would be a little difficult, but I imagine he's reached out to everyone BYU's trying to get. Uh, and then, of course, he's with LSU. We talked to him from Baton Rouge. So I, I like his goals off the bat. Number two, offensive style. Okay, When it comes to offensive style, what does Jeff Grimes value? I believe in being creative and um, – Given the defense a lot to look at, diversionary tactics such as shifts and motions and um, forcing the defense to defend a variety of things, whether you're talking about the tempo at which you snap the ball, um, the way you line up, the personnel groups that you have on the field. Um, I believe in a lot of variety. Here's what I like about that. Granted, it's day one, and there's still a lot of you know specifics to work out. It's like day negative one. Yeah. <laughs> He's not even here yet. But, but what I like about that, he didn't pigeonhole himself into a, a scheme. He saw, talked about being flexible and creative. He and, described and, multiple. Yes, and, and I like that because he didn't, he didn't back himself into a corner that we're going to be this and only this. I, I like that answer and that ability to be able to – adapt to whatever situation you're dealing with, whether it's a personnel, whether it's opponent. I like that. And number three, uh, well, well, Grimes also about his offensive style says he wants his offensive system to be flexible enough to adapt to whatever situation they might be in. 
my goal is to put together the best combination of all the systems that I've been a part of and build a system that's flexible enough to fit exactly what we have here this year, but be um, open enough to do something a little bit different if a particular guy gets hurt or you, you have a different guy in that position the following year. Uh, yeah, that, Don't that, worry. Don't worry. BYU players never get injured. You better knock on the uh, wood of the set quickly here. Okay, so offensive style. And number three, quarterback. Okay, quarterback. I think that's an important position in college football. I'm not sure. Um, it was this year for BYU especially. Coach Grimes says he's looking for a leader at that position. I think you want your quarterback to be a winner, and you want him to be a leader. He doesn't have to be the leader of the team, but it works a whole lot better when he is. And so I want a guy there um, that is competitive and is tough and is the kind of guy that steps into the huddle and commands respect. Absolutely. Those, those are winning qualities, that's for sure. So what's your impression of Jeff Grimes after what you've seen and heard the last couple of days? I mentioned this just briefly on the show yesterday, but I, I, it still just rings true every time I hear him talk. He's a guy that just seems to know exactly what he wants, whether it's from a personnel standpoint, whether it's from his staff. It's a guy that's been around some really impressive individuals in the coaching world for 25 years. He's been groomed for something like this. So this is just a guy that seems to know exactly what he wants. He also comes across as a straight shooter. And we've heard from players that they, they loved him as their coach, but they also knew that he wasn't going to, you know, take anything from them. Like if, if they needed to go to work, it was time to go to work. And that was what was expected of them. And so he just kind of has that air about him that, you know what, we're going to, we're going to get the job done. And I think that's, I think that is a great thing uh, to be able to have as an attribute. Absolutely. I like the commanding presence that Jeff Grimes has come in with. Uh, he said, shame on you to me when I told him we didn't have him in his, our top five realistic <laughs> candidates because we didn't think BYU could get him. Uh, so I get a sense of accountability from mm-hmm. the conversations we've had uh, from former players with him like John Beck and uh, Jake Caressa and so on. Jeff Grimes seems ready for this moment. We don't know what he'll be like as a play caller per se. He did reference the fact that he is consulted during games often and in big games as what he's seeing on the field and, and talking with Matt Canada and Cam Cameron and different offensive coordinators, Gus Malzahn, different offensive coordinators he's worked with. So he's had as much experience as a position coach as you can ask for prior to being a play caller. Now he's a play caller for BYU. There's not a situation he'll be in that's bigger than something he's been in already. He's played for a national championship. Right. He's played against Alabama every single year at LSU the past four not to mention previously at Auburn. You know, so you talk about the biggest stages. This guy's been there. Has he been a play caller? No, but that's kind of the fun part that we'll see develop. Well, look, at, I mean, you mentioned where he's coached. I mean, that also means recruiting. That also means sure. look, look in the areas he's recruited. Look at the schools that he has gone in and pulled talent to. Now, now, now BYU, is that the same player? Are those same players no, no, BYU's going no, after, and that's, per se? and that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is... He has been able to go into a recruit's home and be able to sell them at the highest level. Away from an Alabama. Exactly. So, now, I'm not saying that BYU is getting 
SEC, you know, every player they're going to get is going to be But if you can get SEC. a kid away from USC yes. and Stanford and Utah, those are BYU's primary competitors. Yes, on the he has guys. proven the ability to woo an athlete. And you know athletes love to be wooed. They love to be wooed. That so, is, I think that's a big deal. I think, and hey, you know what? You play, like, you play for a national championship. You know, we were talking about with Ty. So much wooing. So much. You know, Ty's got the, the Heisman he could use. Well, Jeff Grimes the, played for a national championship. The woo level is high, especially when you won a national title in 2010. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. After hearing from Jeff Grimes, what is your impression now of the hire for BYU? Let's go to Twitter. At Jay Gibbs 19, he's a man on a mission trip that will put together an offense that will get this team back to bowl eligibility next season. Is that the expectation that BYU goes to a bowl game next year right away? You make the two-game jump at least and you go? I'm not sure what it is quite yet. It's yes. Early. It's December 19th. Yeah, let's not ruin that show right now because that's, that'll be a show down the road. Oh, it'll be 20 shows. Today. <laughs> you can ruin it all you want. Let's not jump there just yet. What? Jump to anything? We've never looked ahead ever. <laughs> what? Is it time anyone, for a, Do any, we have the countdown? No, I'm just kidding. We any, don't have the countdown. Anyone can, thank goodness, anyone can look behind. It's, it's rare to look ahead and predict accurately. Right? And as we've discussed many times on the show. It's not true. At Colonel underscore James 83. Positive. Using the recruiting. Here, I'm going to ride with a Sharpie on you. Yeah, can using, we get the big Sharpie next time? Yes. Look at this. Look at this. Look Use, at the size of this Sharpie. Using the recruiting analogy, this? BYU got a four-star Juco transfer to shore up the offense. Looking forward to the next two years, but I'm afraid he won't be here longer than that. I want to comment on that. It's not a marriage with the OC. It's dating, so it's probably going to end Okay, at some point. It will end. What? They don't but have can to you be still here. be friends? No. They don't have to. Yes. They don't have to be here for 20 years. <laughs> You're just dating. In fact, I want Jeff Grimes yes. to be a head coach somewhere someday. Because you want it to be means, so good that here. That means he crushed it here. I want early guys that jump early to uh, the next level in the NBA and NFL. That means they were good. I want that. Hey, coming up, it's a between-the-lines white elephant gift exchange. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, yeah, and there's something left here on the set that Spencer <laughs> left. Come on. What is Blaine Fowler's second impression of Jeff Grimes? And what does he think of Kyle Collinsworth signing with the Mavs? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. We're simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation's happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN or tweet at BYU Sports Nation. Hey, tonight it's BYU Basketball with Dave Rose live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Yoli Childs is tonight's player guest. Plus, it's Coach Rose's birthday, 60th birthday. So tune in tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We've got a really fun show planned, mainly because BYU beat Utah, but uh, there's a lot to talk about and do. Uh, there's, yeah, just tune in tonight. we got some fun stuff planned. Our Twitter question, after hearing from Jeff Grimes, what is your impression now of the hire for BYU? Use the hashtag BYUSN, at LaserSheep. He won me over with a few great moments during his address. Accountability and greatness are the expectations for his players, and he really put the cherry on top with that other school. He did not say yeah, Utah. Yeah. He said with that other school. Yeah, he had me at that other school. <laughs> <laughs> now joining us is Blaine Fowler, dual sport analyst for BYU football and basketball. Blaine, how you doing, brother? I'm good. We are six uh, days away from Christmas. Uh, Blaine, uh, yeah. why do you have this uh, 
on. In case you guys say something and we need to go. <laughs> if we need to go, I'm dropping it. Like right I'm drop this. Yeah. If we need to go, I'm dropping it. And then we're going. Thanks to Matt Schneck of uh, BYU Lacrosse for the glove. No, it was just Another here. And I'm like, I, you know, hey. Might as well. Because I haven't had a fight other than in hockey in a long time. So Yeah. You went to a fight and saw a hockey game? Yeah, a hockey yeah. game broke out. That's yeah. how violent it was. <laughs> Just try to avoid having another fight today. We won't exactly. throw, we're not going to throw down today. Exactly. Okay. Let's lead with this. Uh, Kyle Collinsworth, as of uh, 20 minutes ago, signed a two-way contract with the Mavs. What's your reaction to that news? It, it's awesome. And he's been shooting the basketball really well. The big question for him was, can he consistently knock down outside shots well enough to play at that level, at the NBA level? And he's been making shots – um, and there's never been a question that he'd be a phenomenal rebounding guard in the NBA, that he can defend in the NBA, that he has good enough handles to play in the NBA. And so I think with this development of his shot, all of a sudden people are going, hey, you know what? This, this is worth an opportunity. And now I don't want people to go, oh, my gosh, Blaine's comparing what I'm going to say right now, but – the big question about Kawhi Leonard was... Oh, my gosh. Blaine yeah, is comparing not, no, him to Kawhi Leonard. On. You know what? Throw off that glove. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> See, I, you know what? No, because I'm not... But... The idea. Ka- Kawhi Leonard, everybody's like, he's a phenomenal defender. You know, Steve Fisher told me the best defender he's ever seen in basketball, period. Um, great rebounder, all these things. Could his shot develop to a level where he could be a really good offensive player in the end. But his, his defensive skills and rebounding skills were such that it's like, no question, he's a first-round draft pick. But is he going to be a great player? Let's see if his shot develops. Now, now look at the shot he has. So can you develop a shot late? Absolutely you it's can. It's not often and so, so now for Kyle, it's a little different. It's not can he be one of the greatest players in the NBA. It's can he develop his shot enough at this late stage of the game to be a good NBA player, to be able to compete in that league and play? I think he can. And – his work ethic is phenomenal, and so great for him, I think. I think this is a good opportunity, and if he continues to shoot it the way he has been shooting it, then he's got a chance because everything else that he does fits an NBA skill set. Full disclosure, we were scheduled to have Kyle on the show today, yeah. and then the news uh, broke, so now he's on his way to uh, Dallas. They host the Pistons tomorrow. I think it's that'll awesome. be his first uh, in uniform game potentially for. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a huge fan of his work ethic and all that he does, and so this this is great. And then I'm a bigger fan of Shay. His wife is, you know, she's Davis Dart, and and she was an amazing and, track, and uh, she's athlete. way more athletic than he is. Yeah. Let's just face it, she's the greatest athlete in their family, even <laughs> if he makes it in the NBA. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. So I'm watching for her. She'll be in the Olympics. All right, we'll get back to some basketball. We certainly want to talk about what BYU basketball is doing right now, but I do want to ask you a football question. And our Twitter question today was obviously about Jeff Grimes, new offensive coordinator. What is your impression now of this hire for BYU? It's it's the same as it was when they made the hire. I, th- I think with Jeff, they're getting a guy with tremendous experience. So so he has been in a lot of high level programs where he understands uh, what makes good offenses work and. His intensity level, like my oldest son, Kellen, played when Jeff was here. And the first thing Kellen said was, oh, Dad, this guy, like he will hold people accountable, unbelievably uh, intense, and he'll make everybody better because his demand that everyone be accountable from the coaching staff that's going to work with him to every individual player can't do anything but make this this team better offensively. So they'll execute. And... Uh, you know, I, I'm really anxious to see what staff he puts together because I think that that will have a big impact at, at how good they are. Uh, you know, I heard Jeff say that a lot of play calling happens 
on Monday and Tuesday. And I agree with that. Uh, I agree with that 90% because it does. You put a game plan together. But the difference between good offensive coordinators and great offensive coordinators are when you see a bunch of stuff that you didn't see on film in the first quarter of a football game, are you making adjustments on the second drive or are you waiting until halftime to make those adjustments? The great ones circle them up after the first drive and go, listen, this is what we're seeing and this is what we're going to do to counter it. And so, so I think a really good staff around him will, will make it a great staff and they can be really, really good offensively. So that's important who he, who he brings with him. Tomorrow is the early signing period, the first of three days where BYU can sign players. In fact, they plan on signing several players. Is there a particular position or positions that BYU needs to target? Well, I, BYU needs to continue every year to target offensive and defensive linemen because that's the lifeblood of what, what can make BYU be able to compete the way they want to compete. Now, remember, in his press conference, Jeff said, we're going to run the football We've got to dominate the line of scrimmage. So that's not that big a departure from what, what Ty was saying that they wanted to do. And so, so I think it's very important for them to continue to stockpile good young talent on the offensive line. And, and then, you know, it's some of these other positions that felt like they were a big need this last season. We've got to look back and remember how many guys were injured. Now, do I think they should go find a J.C. running back? I, th- I think they probably ought to go try to find a J.C. If they can get a quality. You don't just go get one because you think sure. you need one. If you can find a high-quality J.C. running back, bring him in for the competition. But but they should get Die back, and they should get K.J. Hall back, and Ula should be 20 pounds lighter and healthy, and Squally should come back healthy. And so it's not as dire as it looks when we're playing the seventh-string running back at the end of the season because it was just an unbelievable rash of injuries. And, and tight ends seemed a little bit – Thin. It seemed like, hey, all we've got is is Bushman, but you know they've got other guys. Joe Tukuafu is going to be eligible finally and be able to play, and Bushman's going to be heavier and hopefully stay healthy, and and so and Moroni should be back and not have a foot injury and be able to play. So so some of the ones where you look at and go, man, we had a big need at that position this last football season. It wasn't because there was not talent or depth at that position. It was because devastating injuries two and three and four deep hit there. So so to me, I think they're okay um, at, at, at a number of positions, but maybe a, a J.C. running back and then always prioritize big guys up front on both sides of the football if you're BYU. BYU basketball, 9-2 and two after a win versus Utah. Are they ahead of schedule where you thought? And what did you think of the uh, Utah win? Yeah, they're, they, they're, I think they're one road win ahead of where I thought they would be. Um, and, and so getting a win at Princeton and getting a win kind of neutral against UMass, um, to me was big. And, and then, you know, they're, they're roads. I think they're one or maybe even two ahead of where I thought they might be, uh, on the, on the road. And so I, I think they're impressive right now. And the thing that impresses me the most is the intensity with which they play defense. Um, and, and they have a kind of consistent level of defense they're playing, but what I like is you see them go at a critical time in a ball game and they come into the huddle and Dave Rose and he's Schroyer and, and this staff says, we have to get consecutive stops right now. This is, this is the most important time right now. We've got to get consecutive stops right now. And they go out and they kind of have the moxie and the toughness to go in and get consecutive stops so they can dial up a little more intensity. They understand what they're doing defensively and get important stops when they have to. 
that really bode well for them on the road when, when they needed to get some stops, when maybe they're not shooting well. Like so at, at Utah State, they yeah. go 0 for oh. 10 from three in the first half. If you can stop people in critical times and make free throws, you can go on the road and have a bad shooting night and still win ball games. And to me, that's the biggest difference right now with this team compared to the last couple of years. And it's really impressive. It's funny that you bring up defense because that actually is part of our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU has held six straight teams under 70 points for the first time since 2008-2009. So going with what you were talking about, I think we all agree. I mean, that, that is a noticeable change. Can this keep up is the question, I guess. I, I think it gets better because, to me, every game, offensively and defensively, they're a little more where you, it's just feel, like I don't see him thinking. Early in the season, it seemed like, especially on the offensive, and I see him thinking. And defensively, every once in a while, thinking and then reacting. Every game, it seems to me that it becomes more natural what they're doing. Remember, this is a new offense and a new defense. I love the way they defend in threes. Like, they're there on the catch. They're not back in the paint closing out on three-point shooters. They're there on the catch. So when teams make threes against BYU, they're earning threes. They're, they're, they're defended threes. They're contested threes. Not closing out under control and just getting a hand up. But I'm there on the catch. If you make this thing, you have to make a good shot. You know, that, that, that reminds me of something that Coach Rose said after one of the games. And I can't remember which game it was, but it was on the post-game show on radio. And he, he was talking about the perimeter defense. And he's like, We're, our, our goal is not to contest threes. Our goal is to eliminate them. And I think that's and what you're talking about. Allowing five fewer threes again. Yeah, it's just the shots aren't even there. So now they're not just hoping people miss as they recover out to them. They're like, no, we're not going to give you a good look. So instead of forcing someone up, you're going to pass on it. You're going to shoot fewer. You're, you're gonna, so maybe even the percentage defensively is close to the same. But if you're just eliminating five of those shots a game, that's a big difference in a ball game, right? And then, then here's something that helps your defense. Offensively, they looked at some stats in the offseason, and they, they compared their shooting percentage on the first side so when they bring the basketball down the floor, you usually start the offense on one side or the other. So that first pass goes in to, say, the right side. When they shoot from that right side on that first side, the, the shooting percentage over the last couple of years is really low, like in the high 20s, low 30s. When they reverse the ball and get to the second side, then it dramatically goes up to over 50%. And now you get it to a third side, it even goes up from there, where they shoot in the high 50s and sometimes even the low 60s in games. And so they made a conscious effort that, you know what, unless we have a wide-open shot on the first side, that ball is going to get moved, and we're going to force defenses to defend, and we're not going to be in a hurry. So now you have teams that are having to go down and defend this passing game and go from side to side and move. They're extending energy on the defensive end of the floor. BYU's working clock. Now they come down on the offensive end, and they've got tired legs because they're having to defend. And so they're having a hard time moving as quickly. They're not getting open. They're not cutting quite as hard. And so that offense is also contributing to their ability to get key stops defensively. So it's a combination thing. It's not just the defense is better. It's offensively they're more patient, and they're making other teams work hard defensively. It's, it's a fun thing to watch. Offensively, it's a thing of beauty. I'm, and, and I've talked to a lot of basketball people, NBA scouts, you know, and they're going, man, I, I am really liking 
the way this BYU basketball team plays. There's like there's some really good talent on this team, and and we're finally seeing with Elijah what Dave Rose was telling us about last year, what a healthy Elijah Bryant looks like. Oh my goodness! But but it's not that that everybody's impressed with. They're impressed with how unselfish this team is, how patient they are offensively, and how they're guarding defensively. And that's that's it's fun to watch, guys. It's been there's been a paradigm shift with uh, I think team culture with uh, schemes and whatnot, and it will be on display next Thursday night, uh, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV with Blaine Fowler, Dave McCann on the call on TV. Dave, we, or uh, excuse me, Blaine, we appreciate the time, man. Good to be with you guys. Look forward to I'm Thursday, glad we didn't have Thursday to drop, night. Didn't have to drop this. Yep. <laughs> we got close once, but yeah. I'm glad we didn't. Our Twitter didn't question. After hearing from Jeff Grimes, what is your impression now of the hire for BYU? Use the hashtag BYUSN at SantaDave7. Obviously did his homework. Said everything fans wanted to hear. TBD if he can back it up. Hey, coming up, big deal, no deal. BYU's a top 50 RPI team. You know Jerem loves that. (sighs) What happens when you combine BYU athletes with some members of the BYU TV sports staff and white elephant gifts? Lauren McLean shows us in between the lines coming up next. Welcome back, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. Hey, we're talking about it earlier in the show. Coming up tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern time, so the normal time of the rebroadcast of BYU Sports Nation, we will have a live BYUSN with head coach Kalani Satake stopping by. We'll discuss the Cougars' early signing class. And speaking of the rebroadcast, by the way, you can catch our BYU Sports Nation rebroadcast tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It's normally 6, but on Tuesdays it's 7, and that leads right into BYU basketball with Dave Rose at 8. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Uh, Within the last uh, 40 minutes, the Dallas Mavericks announced they've signed Kyle Collinsworth to a two-way contract. Collinsworth averaging 11 points, 8 rebounds, almost 5 assists in 18 games this season with the G League Texas Legends. A two-way contract allows Collinsworth to spend up to 45 days on the Mavericks roster this season. The Mavericks host the Pistons tomorrow. Congratulations to Kyle Collinsworth. Absolutely. Elijah Bryant is the WCC Player of the Week after scoring 29 points against Utah this past Saturday. Bryant and the Cougars will be hosting the Idaho State Bengals, who, by the way, have won four in a row Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. I will have radio pregame coverage at 8 Eastern. Tomorrow is the beginning of the football early signing period. As mentioned by Jason, we'll be live at 6 Eastern on Wednesday evening with head coach Kalani Satake to discuss the new signees. Can't wait for that. Absolutely. After a trip to the Sweet 16 and a loss to Kentucky, BYU women's volleyball finishes ranked ninth in the final ABCA poll. I love Christmas, man. It's my favorite holiday. Where does it rank for you? Number one, absolutely. Number one Number in the one. holiday power rankings here on BYU Sports Nation. Tis the season for hot chocolate. Ugly sweaters, or for some people, they just call them sweaters. sweaters yeah. And white elephant gift exchanges. Let's go between the lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Today we're celebrating Christmas just a little bit early. We asked our guests to bring a gift that they felt represented themselves to give to somebody else. And the results are interesting, needless to say. See for yourself. All right, this is Between the Lines White Elephant Christmas Party. We're here with some of our favorite athletes and some of our okay BYU TV sports staff members. We're going to start with number one, who is Whitney Orton. Is that yours, Johnny? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to steal it back. (laughs) One steal for him. Socks. Oh, nice. 
Coconut juice. The reason I chose four socks is because I finished my BYU career with four rushing yards, positive. <laughs> four positive rushing yards. And each sock is a game-worn sock from that particular game. Which wow. I, oh. I haven't washed them yet. So. <laughs> that was going to be my question, yeah. Why the coconut milk? Well, the coconut juice, that's my favorite beverage. Yeah, so that's something I would always get after a win or a loss or any time of day, really. <laughs> All right, Anna Kennedy from Golf. Oh, ukulele. I love to travel. I got this from Mexico. I love that. And the broken strings, I feel, really represent my personality. Not all the strings are attached. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> who's number three? I am number three. I want You're the socks the and socks. the coconut juice. Uh, One of these socks <laughs> will be represented I like that. on the BYU Sports like Nation set. <laughs> now it's broken. Ooh, golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I brought this for a couple reasons. Number one, I enjoy when I'm not here, I'll be on the golf course. Secondly, I had a bag full of used golf balls in my trunk. And I needed to bring something, so. All right, I'm number four. Open that bad boy up. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yep, yeah, there's more inside of that. Look at this, Rockies. Colorado, Colorado Rockies. Rockies. Yeah. Colorado Rockies. The, um, the hardest I've ever cried in my life was in 2007 when they were swept in the World Series. By the Red Sox. I was 11 and I was absolutely distraught. It's it's representing my love for the new Taylor Swift album. Oh. I may have cropped myself in. Oh, no, no. It's oh, just oh, she's, oh, I she have cropped my face in. <laughs> wow. All right, who's got number five? That'd be me. She's already broken. You, you broke <laughs> No. Frosted coconut snow. You're coconut. Me. It's a coconut painting. Coconut and a skeleton. So I just really love Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I love my hands to be soft. There you go. Yes. And I really do love Halloween. Coconut. I am number six. Jason Shepard. Are you stealing? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal this. Great steal. Are you yeah. gonna steal now? Or I'm contemplating. I, I don't want the bag. <laughs> Everyone else is lost. An adapter. Yes. Apparently. Yes. And some airborne. No, 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 no. And airborne. <laughs> oh, and. So the, the adapters, because I like to stay plugged in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See? Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. Okay. BYU TV, bringing you the best coverage in sports. Your announcers were pretty harsh on me on some of my punts this year, and that made me upset. Well, Blaine Fowler said that I wasn't the special teams player of the week one week, which really upset me because I feel like I had a good game. Just because Andrew Mickelson caused a fumble on kickoff, I was like... There are several parts of my personality and what represents me in this bag. This okay. alone might be the best gift that's been handed oh, yeah. besides the coconut juice. You need some earphones. Those aren't used. Those are brand new. Listen, Johnny, you want to see the world Whoa. through the eyes of an optimist? That is a cinema 4D box. <laughs> and what do you do with it? Exactly. We'll discover that together. Whoa, look at that. The man, <laughs> the man who gave you your football dream. Look at that, and then Taysom Hill, the special teams player of the week. That's a couple right. weeks ago, right? Oh no way! Lanyard for all of your press passes, Johnny. <laughs> all right, how's it? What does everyone think of their gifts? Is everyone satisfied? Or? Yeah, love it. Can't wait to get plugged in. 
Merry Christmas from BYU TV Sports. <laughs> I want to know how many of us actually kept the gifts that we received on that day. They were they were special. And uh, thank you, everyone, for participating. Next week, we're going to do a best of Between the Lines with some of the best moments from this past year. So you're not going to want to miss it. Follow us on Twitter, BOU underscore BTL, and use the hashtag BOUBTL. Is the sock up here? Uh, like Spencer to, said. A pair, yeah. Yeah, so, Jerem's been so holding he, the socks. Well, here they are, yeah. but they're not prominently featured. They're just sitting here. Well, I told them to hide them until the actual segment because I don't want to give it away. But Well, here they are. Those are Johnny Linehan's game-worn socks on set. Unwashed. Unwashed. Representing a That's yard. why I'm like, you keep... They yeah. look really... I don't believe that they're unwashed. They're super clean. Be there, honest, There's a piece of grass on here. Yes, they're game-worn. Wow. Wow. Be on, what am I being I was going to say, be about? honest. You he, wanted that lanyard that Johnny got at the very end, didn't you? I, I have many of those lanyards. <laughs> Spencer... You're all about the lanyard. Yes, lanyard I life. I took it out just for the segment. But Spencer literally just wrapped stuff up on his desk. Oh, I watched yeah. him. No, he, oh, here's this <laughs> he did that here's for... Here's this old Bronco Mendenhall notepad. What? He did that He did that for our white elephant gift exchange for <laughs> the staff, too. He just pulls crap from his desk. It's true. Thanks. Coming up. Pull it together, Spencer. A BYU team finishes the season as a top 10 team. Find out who in the whip. And big deal, no deal. The early football signing period will discuss... Between the Lines is brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan. Think Nissan. Think Tim Daly Southtown. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. What is good? Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard, live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. If you missed the show at noon Eastern, you can watch the daily rebroadcast normally at 6. Today, on a Tuesday, it's at 7. How was Dave Rose celebrating his 60th birthday? How about doing the BYU basketball with Dave Rose show? His own show. His own show. We'll have cake. Don't worry. That's right. BYU TV, BYU Radio, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Not only will we look back on a very fun win over Utah, uh, Yoli Childs will be in Studio C as our player guest tonight. Got some birthday shout-outs from current and former players. We've got some cake. Uh, It's going to be a fun night. cake? Do you know? I don't know what cake. Mm. I didn't ask. A Twitter question, after hearing from Jeff Grimes, what is your impression now of the hire for BYU at Greg Rosenhan? He sees an opportunity to turn a four-win team into something great again, thus pushing his career closer to being head coach, hoping for great success for him. Absolutely. If, if Jeff Grimes crushes it as an OC and is a head coach somewhere, that'd be fantastic. Great is great, no matter how long it, it is. It means right? that he got the job done here, so yes. That's right. That's right. Let's play a little Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No Deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. We go to our producer, Ben Bagley, who tells us something, and then we decide whether it's a big deal or a no deal. Ben! Big deal, no deal. The early signing day period beginning tomorrow. I, I will say it's a big deal. and I know This is new. This, yeah, it's, it's new, but it, look, we don't know how any of these guys are going to turn out. But the fact that BYU is bringing more talent into the program, that's a big deal. I love signing day in February. I love it in uh, December. There will be the signing day in February as well, the yes. first Wednesday. So uh, early signing day tomorrow, big deal, absolutely. And we'll, we will be live at 6 Eastern tomorrow with Coach Kalani Satake for the early signing day. Number two. 
That alone makes it a big deal. Yes. Special BYU Sports Nation with Coach Stockion, big deal. Yeah. Big deal, no deal. Jeff Grimes saying he wants to put together the best offensive staff ever at BYU. Uh, is that really going to happen? Because on a staff, BYU had Mike Holmgren, Good. Super Bowl champion mm-hmm. coach, Andy Reid. Decent. Uh, Long-time amazing coach in and the NFL. And my BFF. And then Mike Leach was a GM on that staff. So I'm just going to go out and say the chance of that actually happening is slim, uh, but I love the ambition. Yeah. it's Look, whether or not it happens or not, it, we don't know. Is it likely that it's the best ever? Probably not. But the fact that he's going <laughs> in with that mentality, sure. absolutely it's a big deal. That you go in with those kind of goals, set the goals high. Yes, set the goals high. That's never... Ruined anyone's expectations. Number three. <laughs> this one's especially for Jerem. Big deal, no deal. BYU Hoops is now a top 50 RPI team coming in at 49th. I'm going to let you handle this one first. No deal. UVU, Utah Valley was number 19 when BYU played them. Get out of here. Who cares what your opponent's opponents do? That's what I say. It's a big deal. It's no deal. It is a big deal. Why? Because we know how much people look at the RPI at the end of the year. Oh, is it the end of the year? No, but, no, but it's if, December if, you're 19th. Working, if you're climbing your way up the RPI, yeah. Absolutely, it's a big deal. Yeah, winless Texas Southern is really going to help that RPI on uh, Saturday. <laughs> no deal. Number four. Actually, I think Texas Southern will help the RPIs. They've played the, one of the toughest schedules in college basketball. The Therefore, toughest. The Therefore toughest. it will improve the RPI, Jerem. Mm-hmm. Come on, you got to know and love your RPI. My problem with the RPI is when you only use the RPI. That is not the metric of metrics. In fact, it's an outdated one. It's like people that only use analytics and not the, uh, the eyeball test. You know what I mean? Yeah, you need, some, you, you, sure. need, you need something above sure. all Yeah, absolutely. When evaluating... People and things. It's still it's still a big deal. Yes, when that's your only metric, I have an issue. Well, then but let's use another metric. Here's the deal: if BYU were not in the top fifty, it'd be no deal. They are. It is a big deal. Okay, what's the other metric? The other metric: big deal, no deal. BYU ho- hoops being in only one bracket, according to bracket matrix. No deal. Summer nineteenth in in the Delphi. Is that you yeah, say the that? Delphi bracket. Who is that? What is that? No clue. Is that is that some dude in his garage making a bracket? <laughs> Like what? Like what is that? No deal. Like it's no deal because we don't even know what this is. So yeah, no deal. No deal. No Number deal. five. Last one. Big deal. No deal. The two <laughs> remaining non-conference games for BYU hoops. No deal because it's Idaho State and Texas Southern. But but a big deal in that BYU can you go. You can't say no deal and big deal. Fine. It is big deal Fine. or no deal. No deal. There should be a middle ground in this game. I hate that there's no middle ground. Big or no? Come on. There's got to be some. It should be big deal, little deal, or no deal. That's what it should be. BYU's playing two gimmies in the final two. I know Texas Southern winless. They're actually decent. They won the Senba, or uh, the SWAC uh, last year, went to the tourney, lost North Carolina. So they're actually a little better than you think. And you're right. It will help the RPI, but I don't care about the RPI. So I go no deal because these are two games BYU should win. I agree with you 100% that they should win, that they will win. But it is a big deal because if they don't win both of them, all of the positive things that BYU has uh, made possible for themselves goes away. You just so it inferred is, that I, something to do with Idaho State is a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal because <laughs> you can't lose them. Here's the thing. BYU is not going to lose them, so we don't have to worry about it. That's the hope. That is a big deal, no deal. 
Thank you for that, I think. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, after hearing from Jeff Grimes, what is your impression now of the hire for BYU? At LDS Scott 127 I think he's Mormon. It's all talk until you get her done. Hmm. Larry the Cable Guy? <laughs> yes. By the way, this show is all talk. <laughs> that's a talk show. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. At Jean underscore Pierrotti. Nice. The incoming staff is something to watch. There will be some mistakes early, but Grimes will adjust and take us bowling. Later discussion for another day. How long do you give the staff before you start to really evaluate them? I say at least half the season. See, and the beauty of half this the, the beauty of this tweet is is if BYU doesn't immediately get to a bowl, he can say, I meant take them to actually bowl. Like it, Yeah, to the, the bowling alley. Yeah. <laughs> at the he's covered Center. either way. Uh, <laughs> is that why they have a bowling alley? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, at uh, B7 Barnes, he has an air of confidence and accountability about him. I believe he will do well. We should take the BYU football team bowl- bowling. Like we should go, we were like, BYU's going bowling. And then it's uh, Facebook Live or something. We may, You're right. Let's not do that. We have, made, have just come up with the greatest idea ever. And by that, I mean you. <laughs> That's not true. But it started with my bowling comment, so I'm going to take did. credit yeah, for it. It did, yeah, yeah. Well, it's intellectual property of BYU Broadcasting <laughs> in the end. So uh, keep the tweets coming. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Man, in case you missed it, uh, Kyle Collinsworth. Yeah. So the Mavs, Elijah Bryant, the player of the week, Jeff Grimes announced. This, this is a busy December 19th, I dare say. There's yeah, a lot everything's going on. To start is supposed to start to slowing down, winding yeah, down, yeah. and no things are going. It's only strong. ramping up. BYU's nine and two. We're talking about BYU in a bracket now. <laughs> the Delphi bracket is that a uh, I, again? I don't know. Isn't Delphi is a, like a stereo? Is that a fraternity or is that a uh, military group? Uh, <laughs> what is that? Is that a, a, a Greek organization? I have no idea what that is. You know, and and again, for those that may not necessarily understand what a two way contract is, it's with, a contract between uh, two ways. <laughs> uh, with one person. Uh, but it is a contract that you make with the NBA club that allows you to spend up to 45 days uh, on the, uh, the association roster. So it gives you more opportunities to uh, be up with the NBA team, but it also means that you get more money. Could've, you get, a, you get a higher pay scale when you are up uh, with the NBA team. Better than a 10-day yes. contract. 10-day is like, look, we're going to give you like two chances to play, maybe three. Show us what you got. Two-way contract, much better. Coming up, former BYU great Daniel Coates gets a new job. Will he take fellow Northridge Knight Spencer Linton to be his new OC? Will Spencer take his socks with him? And your boy Elijah Bryant takes home some hardware, we'll tell you in the whip around. This is BYU Sports Day. Big Deal No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to our guest today, Blaine Fowler and Lauren McLean. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Future guests include Greg Rubel and Juddy. Jeff Judkins joining the program tomorrow. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's Basketball. Elijah Bryant is the WCC Player of the Week after his 29-point performance against Utah this past Saturday night. Cougars host the Idaho State Bengals, winners of four in a row on Thursday night at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Football. Tomorrow is the beginning of the football early signing period. We will have a live 
BYU Sports Nation at 6 Eastern tomorrow evening with head coach Kalani Satake discussing the new signees. Former BYU and NFL tight end Daniel Coates is the new football coach at the new Farmington High School. Congrats to Daniel. Cougars in the association. The Dallas Mavericks announced earlier today, about 45 minutes ago, they've signed Kyle Collinsworth to a two-way contract. Collinsworth is averaging 11 points, almost nine rebounds, and almost five assists in 18 games this season with the G League's Texas Legends. By the way, a two-way contract allows Collinsworth to spend up to 45 days on the Mavericks roster this season. Volleyball. After a trip to the Sweet 16 for the sixth straight year and a loss to Kentucky, BYU finishes ranked ninth in the final ABCA poll. Congrats. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. For help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Goes to Kyle Collinsworth, who has worked his way in his second season in the NBA G League to the NBA. Congratulations to Kyle Collinsworth. BYU went a long time until Jimmer Fredette without an NBA player, and now they've had Kyle Collinsworth back in the league. I think the point that you made about how rare it is to be able to improve your shooting at the next level, you, you usually, if you don't have it by then, that, you know, it's just not something that you develop at that. And not only Rare. has he taken in, in steps towards being better at that, he's really good at it right now. And I'm sure that's one of the things that the Dallas Mavericks took, uh, took note of is, is how good of a shooter he has made himself into. To me, that's the only real thing that was holding him back. Uh, and now that he's developed that, he's getting the call up. So that's awesome. Our Twitter question after hearing from Jeff Grimes, what is your impression now of the hire for BYU at Ryben 3? Had an Uncle Rico moment when he reminded me of one of my favorite high school coaches. Down to earth, you know he demands your best effort and he works with what he's got. I love how he recognizes what BYU athletes are and is willing to adjust his scheme to fit the talent. Hashtag realistic. How about this one? At CL underscore living. He had me with his reply to Jerem Jordan of shame on you that he didn't want to, t- that he wouldn't take the job. He adds accountability that's, to the program. That's not the correct context. It was, we didn't think BYU could get him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Our elite tweet of the day at It's a Faux Hammer. Offense is looking for an identity. Grimes seems to have a strong one. I think they'll know who they are come the season opener. Time for the countdown? No? No. No, no countdown? Fine. No. I had to push for it twice. That's fine. We'll get to really it. really want it. We, you know I want it. We don't even have it ready, we see? Don't. The conversation <laughs> continues 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand at BYUSN.com. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Doug H. Is that Danny's brother, I think? BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time. And we will see you tonight for BYU Basketball. Dave Rose featuring Yoli Childs at 8 Eastern time. Happy birthday to Dave Rose. <laughs>